This is the Dog Psychology Podcast with Lynn Bokey, Todd Langston, and Art Ortiz. All right, welcome to the Dog Psychology Podcast with Todd, Lynn, and Art, and of course, Adam. Now we got Adam added to the mix. All right, uh, we had a really good week this past week um, with Caesar. We were in Florida at the Country and Pet Resort in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I will say it was probably one of the best ones we've had. Yeah, I would yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I'm, I would be curious to know, like, what your take on why that is. You know, we have different perspectives of the same event. Um, and so tell me, why Why do you feel that? Because I'm in agreement with it. So uh, we'll talk about the back end of it, meaning the, the staff that at the Country and Pet, Pet Resort and all the volunteers they had were on points. Like, we had to do nothing. Like, everything was where we needed it, when we needed it. Um, all of us were all working too. I, I was making fun of Steve because, uh, and Yoa, because, uh, they showed up before we did. We had to be there at, at 7 30 AM. They were always there at 7 20. Every time we arrived, they were there. And I must say that Steve bought me coffee every morning. I was really thankful for that. He bought me my, my morning Americano. Um, but the students were just absolutely amazing. Like they were so willing to learn. They were open. They were just excited to be there. And I think, you know, we talk about, you know, surrendering to, to things. They had just surrendered to the idea of learning new things. And so, um, but for me, the, personally, the one that was really cool is to watch is how Caesar was able to, um, there was a woman that was, she's a dog trainer, but she's, she's scared of Rottweilers. And she, she talked about how she came up with that fear. Basically in dog training school, they would show videos of, dog attacks or something like that, or I don't know what it was. Uh, and so she be, she got very fearful of Rottweilers and we just so happened to have a Rottweiler was there. And it's in Caesar's own words, this dog is perfect. That's yep. what he said about this. Now, one Art, Rottweiler. Art, did you see what, so what happened was I was uh, walking around checking on the morning events. So see our, so uh, Lynn, so here's how things go down. So every morning it kind of goes in this order. We get all the students there. Uh, we all, we circle them up. And in this case, we had dogs that we hand out and everybody grabs a dog or what dogs we have. And then from there, we move everybody into training groups. And then some people move off to hike with Caesar. So everybody had moved off into their training group. And I'm seeing, and this is in Jojo's group, this lady, you know, she's working and then she ends up off to the side and she's crying. And she just breaks down into tears and Jojo's there talking to her and, uh, you know, seeing what's going on. And afterwards, Jojo comes up and tells me what happened. And she said that when the lady walked by, the dog, I, I think if this is, if I heard this correctly, the lady walked, the, the dog walked by, the lady walked by and the lady got really afraid and the dog kind of lunged up at her. And, and yeah, I think if I'm hearing that correct is I, th I think what happened and that was what was so surprising because as Caesar said, and this dog legitimately was perfect and it needed a home. I mean, to the point that if I wasn't, if my wife would have left me, I would have brought it home. You know, I, I really liked this. It was a real easy dog, you know, it fit into anything. And, no, and it's the other way around. If you would, if you would have brought it home, she would have left you. Not the other way around. <laughs> well, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> so, I tested it with I saw a picture or a video that, that was posted on that. And uh, the dog, just from the video or picture alone, looked very, very sweet. Like a super sweet type of dog. Amazing. Amazing yeah. dog. Big old eyes. Yeah. Yeah, she was wow. a sweetheart. And this lady let, let Caesar take her through it. And then, 
the next right after that uh, she took the dog in for sheep what did he and, do to uh, take her through it though he you know he slowly just talked to her about different things and and Is i this would, on mic everybody could hear it or you just were watching it from- oh no it's on mic she's on stage all right and, we'll, we'll run us through what what she said she was afraid what what did caesar do to help her see reality you know what? Nobody would want me in a court of law because once something's passed, like my memory of exactly what it would have been would be, you know, I wouldn't have been able to say specifics because part of it is, is I'm sitting there watching him watch me at, in a split second because I had to come on and off with this dog right at the timing of when he wanted to introduce the dog, you know, to the moment. So and you so had something I, else to do that, that required all your focus. But you were pretty, there, right? Pretty right? much. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I'll, yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you what I saw. So Todd was handling the dog. And basically, you, when you work with Caesar, you have to always have to know his like hand signals or just his signals or how he stops certain sentences to know that he wants the dog to come on stage. And we've been doing this for a while now to know that. And so he'll kind of like just look over. And that's Todd's. That's that's a signal for Todd to bring the dog on stage. So she's on stage talking to Caesar. Caesar's talking to her. Wanting to know why she why she's scared of, of Rottweilers, specifically Rottweilers, um, and then she also shared a story about working with a French bulldog that had bitten her, and she worked through it. And she's not scared of French bulldogs, but she's scared of Rottweilers. Uh, and so he kind of just has a conversation of why, and then he, he then he makes her comfortable with the idea of like you're already kind of doing a lot of the things that you want to overcome with this Rottweiler. And then as, as Caesar, you know, kind of uh, starts talking about something or like makes her feel like more comfortable, signals Todd to come up, dog comes up and you could tell she gets nervous and he like, stop right there, you know, and then he talks her to her again, she relaxes and then you get dog gets closer, has Todd come closer and then he has her go back off stage. I mean, ha- has Todd and the, the dog go back off stage and then she recuperates, whatever kind of, um, gets her composure, so to speak. And he has a conversation with her about like, oh, you know, so like, you know, let's, let's dig deeper in this. Like, you know, you want this. We all want this for you. You're put on the spot right here. You know, this is something that's kind of hindering you. And then she, when she relaxes, he comes back up. She's, he's doing a behavior expectation drill on, on this woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool to watch. And, and so, you know, it was really cool to watch how she overcame her fear and that towards the end of it, she was like handling the dog. So, uh, so what he did was, what Caesar does, we don't know what he said to her to make her feel comfortable. He just had Todd move away and come back. He's, that's just all. Well, what? Uh, you know, I mean, you can hear him. Everybody's mic'd. So Art, what? Yeah, what? It's. I mean, it's a whole. It's entire. The details of the conversation. I mean, we'd have to go back and watch the tape, dude. I I couldn't tell you. Uh, again, and you guys have details of other things all the time. Yeah. You guys tell me details like, and, and what, tell us what? details of other stuff. I just Caesar talk. Caesar talks. I just well, circled. Well, you guys started it off like she's so afraid of Rottweilers that that he was gonna say something that was magical, hit something that we might be able to learn it, from. No. Well, here's this is what he did. He he basically took her to a place where a happy place. He said something like, "What do you like? What do you enjoy doing?" Okay. And he was like, oh, "I I enjoy being out in nature. I love you know." being out with my family. And so she started to, he wanted to bring out the joy in her, the things that brought her joy. And he started to attach that joy with this dog, with the Rottweiler. And so as she's starting to feel better, like uh, he gets her to think of the things that make her joyful. And he, she has, she lists them. 
And then he's like, oh, it's just like, you know, being with your family. It's like being out in nature. She's, this dog is part of nature. Like, like she's, you know, she's very natural, simple, profound, as he would always say. She's a natural, simple, profound dog. And as, as he gets her to a place of like, of thinking about all the things that bring her joy, that's when he, he attaches the dog into it, right? And by the way, I, I, when we were, having, we were having dinner that night, I was having dinner with Todd. Uh, I, I mentioned the fact how, how Todd, I mean, Lynn, do you remember when you uh, spoke to that woman had, who had been bitten? I set up the Zoom call. Yeah. It was, it was and I was telling Todd how, how impressive that was when I got to see you, you know, uh, really have this woman build the confidence to overcome her fear of, of her own dog that had bitten her. Be able to stand and, up, walk toward him, turn on a light, even. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just, yeah, I just was curious. What it sounds like, what he did was he took her, associated her feelings, her emotion, and and everything that she sees, and didn't just use the term reframe it. He broke down the frame, brought in things that she loved, and then put the dog visually and auditorily. Uh, speaking about him in the picture with her, then built the new frame that this is something that you can jo have joy as well with as well. Like this is part of nature. And she's like, huh, okay. I see what you're saying now. So he just reframed her association uh, in a more palatable way uh, that everybody can watch and, and, and see. I just uh, curious if he said something, did something, tapped into something, uh with her uh, that's what i was curious we he just did the association of memory episode so that's cool to, to see that well the timing that was the timing was every new association yeah timing well for that to work it has to be introduced and, and ended at the right time and so that's just what it was is he made sure mm -hmm. when she you know she'd see the dog and she'd oh, all right todd go you know and so that the brain was mm -hmm. just ending and you know it's beginning bringing it in and leaving it at the right time. So I was involved in the timing, not so much the uh, specifics of what was said. Okay. Um, you know, it was obvious the timing, um, but you had, you had a very important role because if you didn't have that timing, you could have set her off in a different way. Well, right. the other thing too is there's little things like the interesting thing. What I'll tell you one thing I remember, and I don't know how obvious this was art. The very first time I took the dog on stage, she just about took me back off stage with avoidance. And yeah. so it had nothing to do with being on stage. She jumped on stage and turned around and went back off stage just about as quick and mm. almost took me with her. And, and so that was her initial, there was, that was some initial imprint with that lady. She wanted nothing to do with her. And so, you know, I had to deal with two things because the dog liked to jump the three stairs. And so it made this real loud, doo -doo -doo, and the lady had to deal with that. And then, and right as soon as I got on yeah. stage, I had to just, uh, the dog had to hit the brakes and we were on a tiny stage. And so if the dog would like took one more step beyond getting up on the steps, he would have been right in her lap, you know, and then you catch the, the wrath of, you know, getting made fun of you know, in front of everybody. And so that yeah. was like, at the that was the beginning part of that because you could tell the lady was sensitive to everything, the whole, her, her ears. I mean, if the dog was moving too much, there was a lot of sensitivity to it. And associations. So what are, else are, are so? Uh, oh, um, go ahead. Well, before you know, before you go on, go Art, was go that was that dog that that lady in the it was in Austin? Did we record that? 
I think so. Because if we did, I, I want to watch it. I'm just curious. I'll check it out. And I don't know if it's something that we can put on here because it's personal stuff, but uh, definitely that we can. I'll it. check. I'm pretty sure I did record it. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I, if I have it. Okay. Okay. So what uh, were really some of the other things, Art, that you thought made the event good? I mean, I thought I mean, one of the things was the, just how tightly organized it was. And uh, the, one of the best ways to put it, too, is – I think out in LA, we probably do, I'm just using these numbers randomly, 20,000 steps a day. And there it was probably like 5,000, you know? Yeah. So the amount of moving around is greatly reduced. And so that it's, it's like ergonomically better, you know, the, the efficiency goes way up in that. And I think with efficiency comes the sense of things being smooth. Yeah. yeah. But also what I, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak on Caesar on this one. Uh, he was um, very vulnerable and, 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 you know, at one point during graduation when he started crying. Uh, Have you seen the videos of that? Yeah, I saw the videos. Um, you know, just kind of talking about like his whole thing of, you know, of the past and like how, how he, you know, talking about his bad management and all these other things, you know. And he, gets, he, took, he gets dog, not women. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly uh, doing the wrong things in relationships, but he can do the right thing in dog relationships. Yeah. And so I, I, that was kind of interesting. And then also the, uh, I had got him connected with a former student of ours. Uh, as you know, my greatest gift is uh, connection. And there was a student named Brian Gruber who was originally from Kansas when he went out to fundamentals one and two. And uh, he does this thing called PKP kines kinesiology. Don't even ask me to explain it to you, but his, like I said, Brian Gruber, you can BrianGruber.com. And he basically does these type of muscle testing and lets your body answer for you in the sense of where you're blocked in your life. And I had done a session with him about two, two months ago, and it was an amazing experience. Like it was such a cool experience. And so then when I went, and then he moved, he moved out to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. And so I texted him a couple of days before I was going to go out there. I'm like, Hey, are you free to do a session like in person? He's like, yeah, no problem. So I went out to his place. He's got like two acres just down the road from the, from country and pet resort. And I had this amazing session with him. Like I can't even begin to tell you like what I experienced in the sense of uh, what I saw. And I've never done ayahuasca, but for me, that was like an experience of taking ayahuasca. I was in another, I was in another generation of my family what i saw i saw some of my great grandfather I had a conversation with my great grandfather um and so i told i shared my experience with caesar i'm like hey by the way there's this you know student that i met with today and i kind of did this whole thing and he goes i like that he's like set get me an appointment i was like all right so i texted brian I was like hey are you available are you available tonight to do a session with caesar and then and he went out to his room to his hotel room, and had a little session with him and I was kind of nervous the next day because I was like, man, you know, he's, he's done all this other things like for healing. Uh, I don't know. He probably, you know, eh, it, was, it was okay. But I didn't, I was scared to ask him, but I asked his manager, Luis. I'm like, hey, how did Caesar sleep? I didn't ask how was the session. I go, how did he sleep? And he goes, oh my God, he slept so good last night. That guy is the real deal. Caesar loved it. I was like, oh, thank God, you know? And so, um, so he and Caesar goes, hey, can we can we bring him to TCW? I want to bring him over here because I want people to experience and and experience so like C what Caesar asked for that. I thought it, I didn't know Caesar asked him to be there. 
Yeah, I thought, we, I thought we generated it and went to him. I'm like, hey, man, let's see if we can bring him here. Oh, sweet. I didn't no, know that. Caesar, Caesar asked. Yeah, he asked, hey, okay. can, can he come? Because he told Melissa. Melissa said, hey, Caesar wants to bring this guy over here. Can we make that happen? I was like, let me find out. So uh, I texted him, and he's like, I, I can make that work. And so uh, originally, I thought it was going to be Brian was going to talk about you know, he wanted to basically instead of meditation, we were going to do this, this, uh, have Brian talk about what he does. And so, um, I, in my mind, I thought it was going to be Brian talking about what he does, my experience and Caesar's experience. So we go up on stage and it's just Brian and me. And so I kind of just shared, uh, the experience that I had with Brian, like how he was able to walk me through some things, uh, help me, uh, clear out some blockages that I had in my life. And uh, I'm starting to reap the rewards uh, today. And so, uh, again, I can't really explain it, what happened, but it's, he, it, basically he does these muscle testing. And this I'll share how he was able to t- test all the entire group. And so what he does is he kind of has you close your eyes and he rub you know, some parts of your body. And you go, you know, this like clavicle and like, do all this stuff. And then you rub like your tailbone for a little while and then your other opposite side, almost like to prime your body. And then... You, you close your eyes and you, you know, kind of just standing there and you just, okay, kind of feel where your body is leaning either left or right, forward or backwards. And he says, all right, um, go ahead and say your name. Like my name is Art Ortiz or Arturo Ortiz and your, your body will lean a certain way. And then he says, now say your name is Johnny and your body leans the other way, the opposite way. And so that is your body basically trying to figure out what is true and what is false. And so he basically will take you through all these things that's going on in your life. And he'll ask questions like, oh, um, again, I don't care what he does, but he goes through a series of like firewood, uh, metal, like all these things. And then your body will kind of lean one way or the other. And then it kind of guides when you start to, when you, when you go to know, that is the areas that you need to like work on. And so, I don't know, it was a really cool experience. Uh, and then, on Monday, no, on Sunday, he texted me again at, when I was at the hotel because uh, we're getting in for graduation. He's like, hey, Ken, that, that guy, that guy come over uh, to kind of do a session with the guy. So Caesar went, went to, um, to, to Brian's place. So he did two sessions? Yeah. Nice. Sounds like so, Caesar's in a hurry to, to get uh, whatever he's, he's going through done, huh? I mean, I don't want to speak for Caesar. Caesar's going through his own journey. You know, I can only speak on, on my thing. Um, but uh, to see the help that he's been getting on work on working with himself. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've, I've known him for 10 years now and, and you can kind of see he was so oh, more, yeah. he was much more, much more approachable. Uh, I've always been hesitant to talk to him and we actually had good conversation. You know, we had conversation about, um, um, you know, we went out to dinner, he was sitting next to me and, uh, you know, we just talked about just things, um, the what know. we just talked about things like just oh. life and, and relationships and family. And, you know, he asked me how my wife is, how the, how the kids are. Um, and you know, just like just cool things, the things that he wants to do. Uh, so it, it was kind of cool to kind of, he's opening up. Would you agree, Todd? Like he's just more open and more available. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, if you want to use the, like the cliche terms of, you know, grown as a person type of shit, <laughs> for sure. He's a different human. And it's hard to say, you know, is it because we know him that much better? And 
are that much more relaxed, but he's a more, I think he's more trusting. I think he's more relaxed. I think he's more, um, I, I think he's a, a happier, more grounded individual than when I first started there and I first knew him, you know, he's been, it's, it's, it's a combination of getting older and he's going out of his way to like, you're talking about art. I mean, figuring things out, understanding himself, understanding his patterns. And he's being more open about those type of things. And like you said already, very, very vulnerable in what he shared and the way he shared it. You know, it's it's not terribly uncommon for him to cry, but the way that he shared the end of the event at the graduation dinner was different. Um, So he's living a simple life. You know, I talked to him. I went to uh, I was uh, in the hotel with him for a little bit um, early on. And, and, you know, he's he's happy with how simple things are for him, you know, living at the ranch and experiencing things through that. The simplicity of being in a desert and living with your dogs. Were there uh, were there any other <laughs> were there any wild dogs, any out of control dogs, any. Uh, no, anything. No, that's just no. The best case scenario. We don't just let talk. that happen. No, just me. Um, so this no, was no one or two dogs. Was, this is a fundamentals so one. People now we, over dogs. the in twenty twenty, we had ten dogs out of fifty two students. We only had ten dogs that were uh, student dogs, and then we used dogs from the facility for the rest. And there really wasn't anything that was challenging. Now we've had challenging dogs in the past. And it definitely improves parts of the experience, but it's interesting. A lot of the students think they need certain activities and certain lessons to learn. And, you know, we know a little bit different, you know, we understand that there's things that aren't necessarily needed. We lose them. Lynn. Who? No, I'm here. Nice here. Oh, I, oh yeah. You, you went blank screen. So, you know, that's part of it is uh, I like having the dogs get a little bit, uh, you know, loopy because it gives a lot of things to do demos with. But from a, a standpoint of moving all those dogs around and getting everything happening, they're always doing stuff. And the constant follow through is a little bit challenging. So it is nice to have dogs don't need, that don't need constant 100% follow through all the time. I think that probably made the event more relaxed as well. You know, I, I just want to, you know. Oh, there is. Um, I've worked with, I've worked with all you, Lynn, obviously I've seen you work and, and Todd, you know, also. Um, and this is the thing about dog psychology. Yes, we, we, we work with the dogs, but a lot of the work we do is with, with the humans, right? And, and that's why I think it's important to understand that we are not dog trainers. We're not teaching the dog to do something. We're teaching the human how to understand the dog that they have from their point of view, uh, because every dog is going to be very different. Sometimes the, the approaches are going to be very different. So that is for me like why I appreciate dog psychology so much is because we're not just working with the dog. That's the easy part. It's working with the human, having them overcome things. And so that's why I love dog psychology so much is because we can look at a dog we can and see the dog and say, These, this is what you need to do as a human being to understand to get a better connection with your dog. And so that's why... I've had the honor of, of working with you guys and seeing how you connect with these people. 
Um, and of course I do it as well, but it's, it's always cool to see the different takes of how people do it. It's a, it, when you get good people working with dogs and people, it, it does look and feel very, uh, smooth and, um, effortless. So, and when, and when you have people who are really wanting to learn that helps things as well. So, and you're right, we do something completely different than, you know, getting them to sit and stay and get jump onto things. I'm sure that we, we can do that, but that's not what we're looking for. We're not looking for a trick and I, there's nothing wrong with teaching dogs commands or even tricks, but there's a disconnect when we, when we're doing it that way, we're conditioning a dog to do something for us with a word. And that gets lost in translation when you start to actually hang out with the dog or live with the dog, because nobody's going to stand up and say, sit, go to place. And you know, all these exact ways of yes, uh, nobody talks like that. You know, I mean, so I don't know why we teach the dogs that way. You know, we don't, we're not going to do that, but at the same time, it is fun to get dogs, uh, to have fun and, and, and jump and do things that look like tricks. And I have fun doing that, but there's nothing better than seeing the soul of a dog and uh, connecting with that. And then, and then watching them flourish from there and seeing the world in a different set of eyes that that's way different than um, training a dog. So, you know, it's funny because like our dog Nala, we, we always say how she's the most instinctual dog dog that we have. Like she was raised by 60 dogs. She lived out, you know, in a hoarding situation. So she's a, our purest dog that we have. She doesn't know place. She doesn't know how to spy, ask her to sit. She'll look at me blank. But this is the thing. She knows how to wait for her food. She knows how to be come when called and not be an asshole. And that's what Mark Goldberg used to tell us all the time. He's like, I just want my dog to come and call and not be an asshole. That's it. And I'm the same. I want to have, be able to have my dogs off leash, come and call and don't be an asshole. That's all. Isn't it what, you know, one of the interesting things in working with trainers in these events for so many years is that that is probably one of the biggest differences between say, if you wanted to use this categorization, them and us, we ask for less. I mean, look how much when you first start handing dogs out and you start first start putting dogs in people's hands, how much they want. Do you know what I mean? The, the layers of what they want is why they can't get any part of it. Like the simplicity of wanting something small is understated. Mm -hmm. And they all seem to want a complexity of things. And I mean, it's a variety of things. When I stand in the middle of a circle and I get to see so many things from that point of view and just standing there turning around and looking at everybody and just watching what happens. And I would have to say that's probably the most common tendency is to immediately want something almost like along the lines of compliance as opposed as opposed to like a connection you know and so th that initial touch that i get to see is isn't to me it's insightful because it, it it's a it shows intention right and that's the one thing i get to see change the most because i don't have so much intimate connection with every student but i do get to see every student and that's the one thing i'm looking for is that that um lessening of themselves where the leash is just sitting in a finger they're standing there and using just the simplicity of anchoring themselves to the ground versus 
Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and waiting for the dog to give them something before doing something and that little simple putting space between things. And that's the greatest thing is to watch somebody go from strangling a leash to just letting a leash sit in their fingers and, and see that dynamic change and the less is more type of mentality. To relax, be right there. You know, I well, it today, seems easy. Uh, how, uh, maybe because. Oh, go ahead. Anyway, so I had a thought today. Oh, it's super. And uh, I was kind of just. Um, my thought yeah, was right. that uh, how grateful I am for for all the people. Um, you know, I was thankful for. You know, obviously, we'll start from the top, like from Lynn. I mean, Caesar and Lynn, and obviously Colleen. Because Todd, you had mentioned how we would all not be here if it wasn't for Colleen. And you're right, we would all not be there had it not been for Colleen to bring us into TCW, but we also would not have been there without Lynn, not in TCW, but in this whole oh. like dog psychology. And also we wouldn't be out there without Caesar as well. So this morning, that was my thought, like how grateful I am to that I get to know Caesar. Uh, Colleen brought us all together. You guys mentored under Lynn. So we're like all connected, like how we're just all connected. And that was like when I woke up this morning, I was making my coffee and I was like, man, I'm really grateful that I get to know these guys. It's like a family tree. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one yeah. of the things that uh, for me True. that stands out is with working with everybody. And, and I'm, I think, I don't forget who I mentioned this to, but I feel the same way as art, like super blessed to be a part of uh, this dog community and dog psychology um, orientated team. And, uh, it's really cool. Dude, I've, I've learned just sitting here, listening to you guys, I've learned so many things that me on my journey of learning more about dog psychology and dog training, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to apply that one. Like, like, uh, Todd's posts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They're, they're really, really simple and easy to digest. And then if you want to go dive deep into stuff, you go with, um, Todd, I mean with Lynn, I'm sorry. And then with art, you, I learned how to connect with people and how to talk to people, how to open people up. So just like a really good dynamic of the, with the podcast here with you guys talking about all this stuff. You were going to say something, Todd? No, no. It's I think we've got a funny delay, so it's hard to say, like hear things at a certain time. I got plenty of things to say, but no, not right now. Is it about my uh, my Peaky Blinders hat? Oh, it's pretty it like you know what, dude? You've gone blank. What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, ever. Don't, e <laughs> Don't ever. Don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> Shut up, Shay. Wasn't that guy I'm a sorry, part of the TCW for like uh, 15 minutes? For one... Um... Yeah, he is one of the the. Until three Caesar people. clowned on him, Caesar like this guy's a trainer. Like I've never seen Caesar do that before, but he was he was a um, he was a um, a trainer when I was a student, and I remember like he, I think Caesar asked him to take a dog off stage, and like his handling was not that great, and Caesar like he looked at he looked at Colleen and like on stage he goes that guy's a trainer, and like I remember we all like we just kind of looked at each other. Uh, but you know, I, I didn't harsh. really know much at the time. He, he's one yeah, of the never three, came back. People, three people that I denied coming to my school, uh, 
before, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've had people I kicked out, but I said, nope, like, no, you know, I, yeah, anyways, yeah, cool moving turn. on. You uh, started it. I know. I click, I sorry. I said your hat. You said you like my hat, and that's who it reminded me of. By the way, I also have this really. Uh, Todd may, may agree. I have this gift of no, like, when I by see the way, somebody I'm or never, I see like I'm never going to wear this hat again. By the way, so <laughs> thanks. It was yeah, fifty bucks, and it's going to go right in the trash. <laughs> so uh, we had we had Robert Villanueva uh, be a trainer this time for the first time. And I hadn't seen Robert in a long time. And he has like a handlebar mustache. Yeah. He has really like a lot of hair. And he looks like he looks like a bunch of people. He looks like Lieutenant Dan. He looked like Kenny Powers. Yeah. He looked like the guy uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Yeah. He looked like so many people. And so my uh, Todd See, knows that I, I have a gift like of like he was when in I the military. Yeah, he was in the military. Okay, he was in the Marines. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I saw one picture that you posted and he's on the end and I'm like, that's completely different. He's standing there uh, like he's either just gotten out of the military or police, you know, uh, that's the guy on the end, right? I don't know. I don't know what the picture you're talking about. He's just standing. Everybody else is moving around. He's, I mean, you can't see him, but he, he's standing that's like this. Well, I don't know what video you're talking about or picture. Oh, everybody was on the on the stage in black shirts, and I think it was the last oh, day. Oh, yeah, that, that's I can so tell amazing. you all about that picture. <laughs> it's all kinds yeah, yeah. of different faces, but I no, see but you're talking I, about. But, but what I was saying is that I can see a, like a student or like, and it reminds me of something like a movie character or who's nice. that? Who is that? <laughs> I think it's on Todd's end. No, <laughs> he's smiling. It's probably yeah. came on. He's, um, what up? Continue. Anyways, uh, I know this was going to be a short episode today. And I was going to say this is going to be a short episode today. Uh, we all have some commitments we have to get to. Um, but I just want to, I think we just want to kind of catch up with everyone um, and just kind of put out a little shorty, little shorty, a little shorty episode, a little shoddy. A little shoddy. Do you have any closing thoughts, Todd or Lynn? Go with Todd. He said he had a lot of stuff. Closing thoughts, Todd. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just like I always have something to say. No, I thought uh, last week was good. This past week, um, it's uh, I don't know if the right word is honor, but I think so. It's an honor to be standing in front of everybody and helping them. But I don't know about you, Art, but I think the biggest reason we do it is because we get to hang out and have a, a feeling of family behind the scenes. I mean, so we all do it to help the people, yeah. but at the same time, there's something that we get from that week that we don't get in other places. Do you know what I mean? And it's from each other. It's from the students, from Caesar. It's, I, it's, it's hard to say exactly what it was, but it's the, the community um, thing that we talked yeah. about. Is, uh, it's a community. And as, as an introvert, that's interested, you know, it's like shit to get uplifted by people is like a, a, <laughs> a new thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, we had a good week. We really did. So that's what I have to add. Yeah, I uh, agree with that because we, I, I mean, you would agree with this, Todd, because well, I don't really hang out with anybody here. I literally just work, come home, spend time with the family. Yeah. And so I don't really, or doing stuff with the, with the dogs, but we really don't hang out with anybody. 
And that's why I was kind of bummed when Lynn was in town and I didn't get to hang out with him. This that one day I was really looking forward to catching up, but we'll we'll catch up. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, same thing with that. Same thing with you, Adam. Like once we, uh, you know, when I see you at TCW, we're hanging out in the back of the tent. We just talk and just chit chat, or you know, I really, uh, I really appreciate kind of hanging out with you guys until I touch. Yeah, same. Fuck up, you're being yeah, loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but everybody wants to go back there and talk. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's always tied. They like, want to hey, go back hey, where? Uh, in the back of the tent. So like, I'll usually be in the where the audio station is, and um, people mm -hmm. just go back there to charge their phones or do whatever, and then they give me a look, and we're just like talking without talking, and then it's like distractions. So, but it's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun working with everybody. And uh, you know, one quick thing before we go, I wanted to see with Todd. Um, are you you're doing training stuff right now? Like you're doing. Uh, one-on-ones with clients or are you doing like boarding trains uh one-on-ones with clients and online appointments i'll do the rare board and train if it's just something that i think is the right fit the right time nice that seems like an yeah, odd question cool out to see out. to see how i need you <laughs> you know because i was i was uh, thinking about it i was thinking about it and i was like well here's maybe my chance to ask the question i was i was wondering about that because it would be cool to see just like a little snippet of how you, you know, talk to clients. Cause a lot of your videos are like face to face, um, explaining something and those are really good, but it, I think people would love to see you like just say something to a, a client and see them connect with that. Um, I can, I have a it's couple of them. Um, I tend to, <laughs> yeah, I tend to give my clients the uh, privilege of their privacy, but I can, um, yeah. I can ask. That'd be Done. sweet. That's cool that you give them the privilege of privacy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do some my uh, uh, videos, not like Todd's, but uh, I think I'm. I think I've been putting so much effort into all these great videos in a cinematic way that it's. I think everybody just wants to see somebody talk in front of the camera. Now it's, it's a weird thing with social media it goes in waves. You want to see this and now everybody does it. And then yeah. somebody does this and now everybody always wants to do that. And so, um, I think I'm going to just talk for a little bit, see what happens. Well, you know, I did a video of a, of a video breakdown of one of our dogs and I did it. I did all the editing in Instagram and that one did really well. And I did, then I did another video where I like highly edited outside of Instagram and then I put it in there. It didn't do, I know I thought it was an amazing video, but it didn't yeah. do nearly as well. They're watching every single thing we do. And if you use all their tools, yeah. they're pushing you. That's true. Uh, but I don't know how to use their tools. How well, could you, how did you edit anything in there? What's that? I have that? no idea what you just said. <laughs> what, Todd? What? He looks like he's got a shit-eating grin on his face, doesn't he? <laughs> what? What? I can't. I, the delay is terrible. Yeah. I said that might be why I'm doing it. So bad. I use all of that simple shit off of it. Maybe. What, maybe. what you said, though, is maybe I'll makes sense. highly edit the video. Say again. What you made, what you made, what you said, uh, well, it makes sense that you use all the, all the tools within Instagram and they actually push the videos more. Like that's what, that's why Todd's are doing so well. Oh, he yeah. uses like the captions and everything. 
from from Instagram. Yeah, it's all raw shit, you know. Yeah. So I think I'm going to edit mine the way I need to edit it and then go in there and do a few edits on their little thing. Yeah, a couple then, things, yeah. And like, I, Yo, uh, yeah. Todd, congratulations on 100,000, bro. Yeah. Big deal. 100,000? Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Amazing. 103. Let's go. 103,000. That's crazy. He's on a roll. He's, he hit a vein. He's on a roll. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Definitely hit a vein. That's exactly what happened. Oh he's yeah, expected to. He's like, yeah, give me more. Make making awesome. the podcast. No shit, dude. Exactly it it is. All right, cool. Yeah, we got to cut but this. Before thing. we go, before we go, I get, and I'm sure you guys do too. I get a lot of private messages, DMs, and stuff from people who watch the podcast, listen yeah. to the podcast, and they send me these great messages and. Maybe I should pull one of them up. I got a little voicemail uh, on my DM once, and and uh, they're fantastic. I love seeing, reading, and hearing them, and I'm sure you guys get the same, but I want to encourage everybody to please send them to me and to Arton and, and Todd, but please put those wonderful things you're saying on the, the podcast, whether it's the YouTube or Spotify, Apple. Uh, leave your leave those comments there as well. I love getting the private ones, but the things that I'm hearing, I know that everybody would like to see and, and uh, hear about. So if you could, that would be really cool. Nice. Awesome. Right on. All right. This is the dog psychology podcast with Lynn, Todd and Art and Adam. And again, like I'll, I usually end it with what talk with Lynn just said. So I'll leave it at that and we'll see you guys next episode. Later guys. See ya.